0: This episode features the lovely Polly who I met back at uni in 2009. We chat through the pressures of returning to work after having a baby, identity loss and everyday challenges of raising children. Pregnancy. What was your first pregnancy
1: like? Uh, Ah, the pregnancy with Hugo was an absolute dream because we were in lockdown.
0: Yeah.
1: I was furloughed. Yeah. Um, my husband was still working. Yeah. But I was I was sick for the first sort of twelve weeks. That first trimester, I was sick, but it was okay because I would just be sick and then I'd go back to bed. Or yeah. I'd, like, start making some scrambled eggs. That's what I might fancy. Go and throw up. And then my husband would finish it off and I'd just go and eat it. You know, with pregnancy sickness, is a weird thing. Like, the thought of, like, egg when you're actually sick would turn your stomach more. Yeah. But, like, that's just what I fancied on the day. I couldn't walk into the kitchen because the bin stank or the fridge stank. Yes. Um, But other than that, it was pretty dreamy, as I say, because I just... That's all we focused on, you know, the world was shut, we were in lockdown, nothing else was happening. So my focus was on me and Bump. Mm -hmm. Um, It was sad that like Jack couldn't come into scans, um, but we didn't know any different. So yeah, it didn't really matter so much. Um, Second pregnancy was tougher um, and I feel bad saying it a little bit and thinking it I didn't enjoy it Mm. as much um and I say I feel bad because you're meant to feel lucky aren't you and I god don't get me wrong I am bloody lucky that I've got two healthy happy kids but it was tough I was sick a lot more a lot more and for longer yeah um I was working I had a toddler my husband was working you know we had the world happening around us because mm-hmm. we were normal again um so that was it was it was tougher and you know sometimes you would forget you're pregnant even or you know sometimes I say to Jack at the end of the day can you just ask me if Marnie's moved like we well, didn't know she was call Marnie but at that time but if the baby's moved because you you don't think about it you can't think about it mm-hmm. um 'Cause you just he focuses elsewhere. Whereas like with Hugo, he kicked a slight bit and I'd be like, Oh, he's moving. Mm. But that just sort of was a bit of a a back burner, if that makes sense. Second Yeah. End. Um yeah. and I very much said, I'm done now. I am done with pregnancy. Never again.
0: That's it. You got to and that's it.
1: Yeah. 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 Talk to me about what what it was
0: like from finding out, when you've got a toddler and find out that you're pregnant again,
1: what kind of, what went through your mind? So it's a funny way really, my husband only ever wanted one kid. He was very much a one child guy Mm -hmm. um, until Hugo came along. And it was more like, oh, he can't be on his own kind of thing. Um, So we decided we were gonna have another. We didn't think it would happen as quickly as it did Mm -hmm. um so when it was when it did happen we were both kind of like shocked excited but then it was like a like you say we've got to manage two of them um and we've heard a lot of people saying naught to one transition is harder than the one to two transition yeah we don't agree with that (laughs) we found that naught to one a lot easier than one to two. And I don't know if it's the close in age or I don't know. I don't know what it is, but everyone says, Oh yeah, your second just slots in. Which she does and she has to an extent mm. got that guilt, I guess, that you've you've not got as much time for the first. Yeah. Um and it all seems to happen at once. Like, it probably doesn't, but it all seems to happen at once. Like, Marnie will need feeding at the time. I need to pick Hugo up from nursery. And so you're both in the car. Like, well, I'm in the car picking the both up and they're both screaming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, ah! Yeah. So it was excitement, but it was that kind of like, oh. And you forget. You definitely forget that newborn stage. Yeah. Um. Yeah, until they come home and you're like, oh, my God. What have we done? So that first night at home when they like tandem cried, they just, one cried and then the other cried because he had a cold and then she was crying because she's like, where am I? We both looked at each other and thought, what (laughs) have we done? (laughs) But it was too late by then, couldn't give it back? I know,
0: I think because my husband and I, we keep talking about if to have another is the first question and then... We've now moved on to when. So we have decided we would like to have another. So we think Bella would like we just said we wouldn't like her to be alone. A little bit like what, what Jack said. But now, the more independent Bella gets, the more anxious I get about introducing a baby again. Because I feel like it's going backwards. And this is really selfish. It's but going backwards for me because I can. Do a bit of work now while she's playing. I can so ask her to sort herself out. She could put a coat and her shoes on whilst I'm putting stuff in the car. That that kind of thing. And I just think, can I? Can I even go back to that? Because I've I waited. Sadly, I've waited so long to get to this point that yeah. now I don't. I just don't know if I've got it in me to go back to that yeah. that phase. I don't know.
1: Funny you should say that because this morning I thought quite similar because. I went for a run on Monday night. I mean, I was out for 10 minutes. I managed 1.5K. I don't think I've exercised since before conceiving Hugo. But, you know, I did it. But, yeah, but so it's like trying to find myself again, like you say. And and I got to a point with Hugo where I was finding myself a lot more. And, like, I went out. And, you know, I didn't feel as guilty. And then you get pregnant again. You're like, oh, I'm back to being mum again. And it's not selfish, not at all, to think that that you know you you don't if you're not sure if you want to be at that point yet. But one before I was pregnant with Hugo, I was talking to my friend, and she was considering having a baby, and she was like, "Oh, I don't know if it's the right time." Blah blah blah. And I turned around to her and I said, "I don't think it's ever the right time. No, it is never the right time to have a baby, no. financial or job or like you say, having having yourself and having your own." time and independency and you know and all that there is never the right time yeah so it's a weird weird thing because you know people say oh having them close is great but actually having them further apart might also be great because bella can help you a lot more yeah you know with with the bottles or the Mm. you know and all of that whereas Yes, Hugo can help to some degree by bringing me a nappy, or you know, what have you. But yeah. you know, it's and there's pros and cons yeah. to every which way, isn't there? I guess. Yeah. But, but I think it is that, like you say, you find yourself and you go, "Yeah, I've got this," and then to lose it all again because you do yeah. lose yourself. You really do because, oh my of, God. yeah, you're just mob, aren't you? Yeah, I That's think. So long. I,
0: this is the reason why this, this podcast kind of came about and why I decided to make it what it is because I have been on a full, I can't even tell you, full 360. Find myself again, like we were talking about off camera before we started about job and dance and even, even things that you think are part of your identity that I feel like when I've actually evaluated it, they're really not anymore. Yeah. And I think it's having had Bella has Put me, has, has basically catapulted me into this realization of finding out exactly who I am and what I really value. Yeah. And I'm also, also, deep down, a little bit frightened of going back to that space of just feeling like, what the hell, again, and not really feeling yeah. anything. So I just don't know what, what the answer is. But at the end of the day, when I look at Bella, I love it that much that I think, oh my God, imagine having two. So it does come back to the rewarding thing. And obviously it's not a given, it's not a, it's not a God-given right that we're going to be able to have a second because yeah. we have a first. But I just think it's, uh, like you say, there's no right, there's no wrong. There's no right time, there's no wrong time. But I think if I, I am terrible for overthinking things. So I think if I sit and overthink it a bit too much, I go into this downward spiral of absolute, it's going to be absolute chaos, but it might not be. <laughs>
1: no it might not be and you know like you say you might decide actually this is the time but it might take you a while to to be able to have another one or you might fall pregnant really quickly or you just you just don't know do you and sorry mine's having a little
0: cough well,
1: um you just don't know what 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 it holds I guess and yeah. I can't we are lucky and you know I was watching I was watching Alex oh I can't think of her name. you know from the one show mm-hmm. Was literally doing like an IVF documentary. Oh nice. And I was watching that this morning. And there's you just don't realise until you've been in like until you've been a mum, I guess, how many people struggle. Yeah. Um, so I just went up to Jack and I was like, Jack, we're so lucky. We are just so lucky. Like, my God, we want to scream most days. But actually, we are so lucky and yeah. 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 I know. I know. They are. They're going to be hopefully best friends. Like, there's, it's the same age yeah. gap between me and my brother as there is Hugo and Marnie. And oh, me and my not... brother are dead close. So, I'm hoping they'll be the same. Yeah, that is nice. That is nice.
0: Um, yeah. I know you said your pregnancies were different, obviously. One, because of the pandemic. But two, maybe different genders maybe had an impact,
1: do you think? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, potentially. So, there's all those old wives tales, isn't mm. there? And you know things like that but no one ever bloody knows do they I mean we found out we're we're a bit like I don't understand how people don't find out and if people don't find out I mean great for them if that's their choice we're just a bit too controlling and like need to know and even the first scan the gender scan like that we had as it wasn't obviously a gender scan but but that's that 20 week scan isn't it that you can find out she actually said I I think it is a girl because um, there's three did you find out
0: no I never found hats out off. hats off to you. The, I, I wanted to find out it was my husband so nice. this, we spoke about it before we fell pregnant and I said no I I would like to find out for the same reason I'd like to have things ready I'd like to have things organized I know you don't necessarily have to have colors but you know you you fall into that trap don't yeah. you? you put your girls in pink and you put the boys in blue but even for things like, it made it more difficult for things like begin a pram or all this, just those kind yeah. of things. So I'd said, I'd really like to find out. And it was, Steve, my husband said, Amber, p- please don't find out because I really don't want to know. And then I think when I fell pregnant and when I was pregnant, the more I thought about it, the more it didn't really bother me. It didn't bother yeah. me not knowing as much as I thought it would. So I just said, right, okay, that's fine. I- I'm happy to not find out um so yeah we didn't
1: we kept it kept it asleep. but hats off again to you for that because I again someone said to me once she wanted to find out and he, and the husband didn't and I think it was the sonographer who said at the 12 weeks scan potentially that is going to be the only thing that the dad will have before the mum mm-hmm. so in the whole pregnancy the mum feels first carries them you know Everything the mum gets everything, the dad gets nothing in that sense. Mm -hmm. However, in a split second, they know the gender probably before mum does. Yeah. And that was like, actually, do you know what? If Jack turned around to me, Jack is worse than me. Jack would never say this. But if Jack (laughs) turned around to me and said, I wouldn't want to find out, I think knowing that I'd be actually like, Do you know what I respect I respect that? Yeah. Yeah, um, but no, we had to. I don't know where I was going. Lost my train of thought. But, Sorry, about um, the differences in pregnancy. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the wild wives' tales and things like that. But yeah. as I say, it's all it's all rubbish, isn't it? Really. Um. But I think a lot of people do say that. Wow. Well, some say that you get sick with boys, and then others say yeah. you get really sick with girls. So I know and one of, a previous
0: guest said that you get it's more common with girls to get sickness. Or this? What's the what's the name of this? The really bad sickness bug. I can't remember it. Oh yeah. But we were. I really. Yeah, and some people, some women are hospitalised with it. They literally can't keep anything in or anything down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Greg Rutherford's um, fiance Susie, I don't know what her surname is, which is why I've said Greg Rutherford first. She had it with all three kids. Oh wow. The big big advocate for it. So yeah, check her out on Instagram because she's she'll openly talk about it a lot. Um, do you were your births similar, different, good? Um, not, not so great. Positive births, pair of them. I was yeah. induced with Hugo. Um, I was induced with Marnie as well, but I was induced a week late with Hugo because his um movements stopped effectively. Um, so I was induced with three gels at the time Mm -hmm. um and then it then he came yeah came well it feels like a million blooming years ago just the gas and air which was the best thing in life I absolutely love love it (laughs) I was like have it on a night out genuinely I was living for the gas and air um so yeah he was yeah it's quite straightforward really both of them um Marnie's (laughs) there was a fire alarm Okay. At 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I, as I was getting to 8 centimetres, I was just yeah. in a room with, like, all these women, midwives, and it was the changeover midwife time as well. So we had the night staff there, and the day staff there, women, partners, all at various stages. Well, I say they're various stages. They weren't. They were all, like, waiting to be induced or waiting for a section. A woman just got wheeled in who had literally just had her baby. So she was probably the most whatever but then I sat in the corner breathing to myself you know calmly I've got this it's fine then eventually when it all sorted went back into the room to be examined and they were like yeah you're at eight centimeters I was like fantastic imagine if I'd have been like 10-15 minutes later in this room I'd have been having the baby with all these strangers with everyone there yeah but again got me the gas and air and I was happy as blooming Larry yeah I loved the gas and air like, yeah, Do you know what? Definitely.
0: I I tried the gasanet and I felt like I was gonna throw up. Did you? I tried it literally
1: How was, so yours? How was your birth? Um,
0: then probably feels quick. like ages ago. Yeah, it was. It was very quick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A far more manageable than I anticipated it to be. And
1: pain wise, you mean? Yeah. Oh.
0: Pain wise, yeah. yeah. Um, but I have this. Thing, whether it whether it rings true whether it's not I don't know but it seems to help me where I always I kept saying to my husband I've had a great pregnancy I'm going to have a great birth and then we're going to have a great baby like I just I kept uh, saying that all the way through pregnancy and yeah. I feel like by the time I come to give birth it was that ingrained in my subconscious that it just happened I love that. And, Um, I did hypnobirthing for a couple of weeks before Bella was born, yeah, uh, that helped me know what each phase of labour should feel like and how the different yeah. the different feelings can mean different things. Because I was so, I was never afraid of labour. It never that never frightened me. But as I got bigger and bigger with Bella, then the that thought of, okay, no, I actually really do have to get this baby out. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah
0: hit home a few times and I thought okay so I need to know exactly what I would like to do to get the baby out but I also didn't put any pressure on myself so if it if birth didn't go as planned or well, as I had put in my birth plan then I was fine with that as well. I didn't yeah. to terms with knowing that if it wasn't working in X, Y and Z then I'd happily go to this option Yeah, and I, was, I sat down with Steve and I made sure he knew what I wanted and what the plan was so that yeah. if I couldn't at the time, if things were too painful, or if it was too whatever, he he knew what I wanted. Perfect. Um, yeah. But so I had Bella in April twenty twenty one. So whilst it wasn't, it was we'd just come out of that third lockdown a couple of weeks. Yeah. before So it wasn't as heavy COVID at the time, but it still was in hospitals.
1: Yeah, um, yeah,
0: so I remember this. The, I think the worst part of my birth for me was this part, and it was coming to the hospital and being wheeled into the reception whilst she had to go and park the car and having contractions every couple of minutes with a mask on because I had to sit in reception, so it was the mask. And it was, oh, nice. I couldn't take the mask off until I got into the room, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think looking back, I must have been about four centimeters at the time in the reception in the hotel not the hotel so I can imagine the hotel imagine. <laughs> in the hospital reception with every tom dick and harry walking past mm. but this literally the security guard just kind of wheeled me over to where someone that was quieter because he could see like bloody hell this woman's in labor and everyone's just walking past her we're
1: gonna have her um, baby
0: here yeah and i just kept thinking with the where the gone? hell where the hell is Steve? Where the hell is Steve? Why is he taking so long to park the car? He's never took this long in his life. Yeah. Anyway, he come in. We went upstairs. We got into the room. I got to take my mask off. I got examined. My waters went. That was exactly two o'clock. And then at ten past two, I remember, because I remember thinking, whoa, this has kicked up big time. I, but I couldn't sit down anyway. Like, I just couldn't. The pain when I sat down was yeah. just... That, that was probably more painful than a contraction for me, but I feel like maybe it was because of where Bella was sitting. I don't know. Right. Um, but every time I had a contraction, I had to stand up. I couldn't I couldn't even lean for the back of my pelvis on the bed. It was so painful. And I straight away had that feeling of, I need to poo. And I looked at Sting and I said to him, I need to push. Exactly. And he said, yeah. He said, what do you mean? I said, I need, I need to push. I feel like I need to poo. But And the, the midwife just looked at him. And he said, can you examine my wife again, please? And she said, no, we can't examine her for four hours because of infection, because her waters have gone. And Steve so I just looked at him like, whoa, this is, this is, we're not going to be here. And he just, t- he turned to her and he said, I know my wife and we won't be here in four hours. And she went, okay, all right, like that. And then I said, I have requested a water birth. Can you see if a water birthing in rooms free? Should you leave it with me? Off she went. Steve and I stood there. There was loads of gorgeous positive affirmations on the wall, and I just kept reading them. And one of them, one of them that really, really stuck with me was, "Every contraction brings me closer to the birth of my baby." And I yeah. just, kept, I just kept yeah. reading that and thinking, "Yeah, okay, I can get through this. I can get through this." Oh, and then there was
1: emotional, then.
0: Yeah. But yeah honestly, yeah. but but that that was the only thing that kept kept me level headed yeah. at that moment because I remember thinking this is painful and I'm trying my hardest to do the different breathing. And whilst the breathing is getting me through, whilst Steve being there and helping me is getting me through, I just couldn't stop looking at this one affirmation on the wall. And I was like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. It makes sense. It helped rationalize everything for me. And then we moved to the other red room, the other, the, the pool room. I remember that, I think that was actually probably the worst bit having to walk with contractions really regularly. And I remember being in the corridor and just having to stop and feeling really embarrassed because my waters had also gone so it was still leaking everywhere. So I was in the corridor <laughs> with all this towel around me, leaking everywhere, trying to breathe. Frightened that I was of like I was mooing at the pain because it was just this noise that was just happening. <laughs> we got into the, the birthing pool room. I had a contraction mid climbing into the pool so just kind of just sat in the water (laughs) until it went and then essentially bella was born 20 minutes later so it was really 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 quick yeah Yeah. so like you were saying that one thing that split second that parents that males get for females in pregnancy we'd waited so long for it and then the student midwife ruined it oh yeah but As I have said this on a previous episode, the only saving grace was we had two names if we were having a girl. So I'd said to Steve beforehand, listen, we we, we both couldn't decide what name we wanted. So I just said, if it's a girl, you can pick. So that was still quite nice. So he still got to introduce Bella to me as Bella. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah. But because she was a water birth, she did have to get resuscitated because she swallowed a load of water. Oh, wow. I... Remember at the time thinking I was so furious because I wanted delayed cord clamping, right. and I don't think I don't think even to this day I have said this before, but I don't think the reality of what was happening, I don't think I was aware of it. Or yeah. I think there was two things that stuck out in my mind. One was the delayed cord clamping, and the other was the student midwife putting a towel over Bella to try and trying her back to get her to breathe. And me just keep thinking, why is she trying to put a towel on her? Because we're in water and it kept kind of slipping off her back and sliding away. And that in my head, I was just thinking, why is that why is she even doing that? But now I now looking back, I know. Yeah. Um so Bella got whisked off. I just remember feeling relieved that everything was over. In my head in my head she was gone for about thirty seconds. She said she was gone for a few minutes. I there was this huge alarm that I never I never felt alarmed. I never felt worried. I never felt yeah. anything.
1: I just remember thinking, "She'll be back in a minute," uh, and then she was. Well, the instinct kind of set in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You I don't know, do.
0: I can't, but but I know, I know that I've not had a negative a negative birth experience with a water birth, but I know that I wouldn't have another water birth.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: and because I just, of that, like yeah. followed the water thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's probably really uncommon that Bella's done what she's done because you know they're, they've lived in water so it's meant to be one of the safest yeah. ways of delivery but she just I mean that's her to a T she's a pain in the <laughs> ass. so
1: <laughs> if, you know does everything backwards <laughs> yeah
0: literally so I kind of should have expected what was to come after that experience yeah. <laughs> but on, on the whole birth for me was fantastic it was yeah. it was great I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as saying it was easy because I don't think it is easy. But I got through it,
1: and positive experience, and it's yeah. not turned you off. You know, you're con- no. con- contemplating yeah. again and sort of thing, aren't you? Yeah, I would do it again. And yeah. I think
0: my nan said that years ago. Said it's the worst pain of your life when you're in it, but after you have given birth, you forget it completely, and you would do so it
1: again. Weird. Well, it's, you say that. But I think once your family, once your family is like complete, or if you f- you feel that, so yeah. I instantly said never again. Yeah, I'm not doing it again. Um, you know, I said that in her pregnant, in my pregnancy yeah. with Marnie, and so I'm O negative blood type, and need she's to- a positive, so I yes. have to have an injection. Yeah, and I was saying, don't worry, I don't need it, and they're like, no, we have to give it you, and I was like, no, but. I'm not going to have another baby. I'm not getting pregnant again. So don't worry about it. You know, I just, I just knew. Um, and like, like you say, my births, as I said before, they were not bad births. And I loved the gas and air. And when you were saying about walking down the corridor and being embarrassed, I had my gas and air at that point. So yeah. I did not give, <laughs> yeah. it. I did not care. I didn't think people down the corridor. Yeah. I found one of those pregnancy balls at one point. So I decided I was going to sit on it and go, oh, a ball, like and i just loved it you know i had students in i think with hugo i had five students in at one time at one point oh my legs to kimber like, wow. and they came in from that direction so the first thing they all saw was me wide legs open you know mid contractions or whatever and all five of them just stood there and, and i remember one of them said hi y'all or something and i was like you're american and that was all and he was like yes ma'am I was like where from and like (laughs) I had this conversation with him and then um, my heart rate dipped or Hugo's heart rate dipped or something and the consultant and all of the students were here on the side of me I just remember being them being on the left but I didn't care and they were whispering away and then he said something to Jack and said oh have you got any questions and Jack said no I don't have any like Polly do you and I just turned to him and I was like how do you like your eggs in the morning? And he was just like fried and walked off. But like he was the most serious consultant ever. Yeah. But because I was so high on life with my gas and air. I didn't care about anything mm-hmm. at all. Um, And like you say, you know the pain. And it is painful. It does. It hurts so much. But at the time, you don't think about it, do you? No. But afterwards, as I say with Marnie... I don't want to go through it again, and I know that. Yeah, um, it's really weird to to know it because, like, my f- other friend, she's got two kids, and she's she's contemplating another one. But I know, yeah, that I'm I'm done, and I don't want that pregnancy again. I don't want that birth yeah. again, despite having lovely birth, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want it because it hurts. I- <laughs> it does. It really
0: hurts. It does hurt.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. I said this before as well in the past. I was so naive to aftercare,
1: after birth. Don't, like, yeah. That,
0: why does your midwife not tell you
1: any of this? After yeah, on? yeah, you forget. And that's another thing, isn't it? You forget. So you forget about the birthing point. And then, actually, like you say, then I, I just forgot it again. You don't remember that you bleed for. 12 weeks potentially you don't yes. remember that after you know a couple of hours two days three days you're waddling around you can't yes. stand up properly because everything hurts that first poo oh my god oh, oh my god. god yeah i know
0: i was so anxious about it because i'd heard so many horror stories and then one girl that i know from um she was in a prenatal online group that i did at the time because lockdown. She said to me, "Don't worry about it. Your body is so clever that they in your first poo is like a soft poo, and that that kind of set my mind at ease. I was like, I'm choosing to believe that. I'm I'm going to go with that. <laughs> That's
1: it. But if you yeah. build yourself up to it, don't yeah. you? Like, you yeah, know you need to go, but you're like, oh, God, yeah. I don't want to go. Yeah, I know. What is it going to do? I know. But I yeah, be, be really yes. fortunate
0: I didn't have any stitches either. I had a what with classes a grazed." Wow. So I, li- but Bella, Bella was tiny. She was nine. She was six pound twelve, and I was full term. I was forty weeks in a day. So she was, and literally, and she's still tiny to this day. So she's almost two, and she still wears nine to twelve month clothes. She just did it. Yeah. But she came out, and she literally was like a tiny ball. And I remember thinking, "Oh, oh my god, why have I got such a big bump? Because this baby is so so tiny." Um. So I only had a little grace, but my, a friend of mine had a full episiotomy, the whole works, open open because baby was huge. And I remember thinking, how, how is she walking? How is she pooing? How is she doing anything? Because even the thought of that makes me shudder inside. Mm,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. So. I had a lot of stitches second time around and that was a weird, weird experience as well. Like, I felt it. I don't know. I think I came off the gas and air for longer in between birth in the placenta and the stitches. So I was off the gas and air a lot longer with Marnie. Yeah. It took a lot longer for the gas and air to then come back into my system. So I felt the stitches a bit more, and it felt like um, you know, those tunnels that just keep going and going and going and going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I'm not yeah. explaining that very well. But it felt no, like I mean... she was in in one of those like with the red down there just just, just (laughs) going and going and going and I was like what is happening but I don't think I thought that they need to be in you like yeah they need to be right up in you don't they yeah and you don't think about it because I don't think I had that many with you guys or I was still just on cloud nine (laughs) but was there I came around and I was like Oh, yeah, it's not just like, you know, on the outside. Yeah. It's actually right up there. Right up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, you do, you just, you do forget it all. It's really yeah. weird, really yeah. weird. And I've also, I thought
0: I would be more prudish about people putting their hand up me. Didn't care. Honestly, didn't care. The, yeah. I had a student midwife at every with me at every point of my delivery. And every time I got examined then the student midwife then I had to go and then when I was getting um when I, after I was delivered, delivered my placenta having a look to see if I need any stitches then the student midwife had a look to see if I need any stitches <laughs> but you literally you, you just don't, don't care.
1: care it's like yeah go anymore, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like afterwards as well when the midwife come around to like check you and you know they check your stitches or they just check you know, if you have a C section, I guess they check you, scabbing your scar, yeah. and they go, Well, where do you want to do it? Not here, fine, just in my living room. I'm not bothered. Like, you know, I don't need to go up to my bedroom in privacy. Like, everyone yeah. has seen everything. It's yeah. absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. But what if the neighbor pokes his head round? Don't care. Graham can have a look if he wants. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> not bothered. <laughs> you just, and now when you go to the doctors, even, you know, I had a mole afterwards, like in between the both. Sorry, the dog's going as well now. Yeah. Um I had a mole and I think before I'd even said, I've got a funny looking mole, I think my pants are already down, you know, <laughs> to show him and he was like, Oh, okay, <laughs> we're looking now because <laughs> again, I think it's maybe that whole you don't feel like yourself thing. Your body's not your body's not your own for a yeah. bit. Yeah, I know. I I remember
0: having uh hey. uh what's it called when you have to oh it's me and test. They go. Oh, yeah. They baby, baby brain, brain again. They could remember it. Yeah. I remember having a smear test at the same time that Bella had her sixteen week injections. Didn't care. Mm. Literally. Like remember my previous smear test, you're like that oh, on your oh, shit in yourself. Wasn't asked. Wasn't no, literally
1: right. couldn't care less. No, I've had like you say, have everyone in, have a go, whatever. Yes. Yeah. But I also remember thinking,
0: yeah.
1: God imagine how often they do this.
0: Like this is so normal. Like that's they're not—they're really not bothered. Like
1: they—they they genuinely couldn't care less about my food. Like they're not bothered. Yeah, but you yeah. big it up in your head, don't you? you yeah. for all of that. But like you say, then they—the amount that they see and do it—and yeah, you just like on a convey about, aren't you? I guess for them, essentially, yeah. And they're, they're really don't not. Worry. Anyone listening that's worried about it, yeah, get it done. You just yeah. reminded me. I say I need to book mine, but yes. I'm not worried because. I've had two. It's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> have your gecks down in the waiting room before you go in. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Probably. <laughs> do it probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um mm-hmm. how have you found how did you find going back to work and then not long being back before you were pregnant again? Did you did you feel like you were were you frightened about telling
1: work you were having a second? So um yeah, a little bit. So I I started back. Christmas time 2021 I think yeah it would have been Christmas time 2021 so it's quite a period anyway and you know Mm. get sort of under the table I guess and crack on again and then we do the financial year so uh, March would be the end of the financial year so it was somebody else's financial year who I was looking after so I thought right you know what I need to just get through this this financial year because it's not mine I don't own it I don't Love my job right now because again, someone else has set targets and everything like that. But at the same time, I've been doing that job for four years or so, so I was kind of looking for something anyway. Um, and then a secondment came up, Mm -hmm. um, for the role that I'm doing now, and I applied and I got it. So I started the first of April, so like the new financial year, yeah, and then I got pregnant in April wow so but the thing is I didn't feel so bad like you say like telling her because so I had to tell her early because I was throwing up so much and I was just so weak um and obviously I expected to go out and about a lot more the head office is in Derby so I was expected to travel from Stockport to Derby you know once a week at least um (laughs) and it's all over the countryside as well so not ideal when you need a wee every five minutes or yeah. you need to throw your butts up or whatever so I had to tell my manager quite early on but as I said I didn't feel too bad because by the time the secondment ended it was December I was due anyway okay then I would have just gone back to my old job um so the cover then effectively would have been a cover for my secondment and then my maternity mm-hmm. so I kind of timed it right without obviously mm-hmm. planning to time it right so in that sense, no, I didn't feel that bad because it was a different manager. Yeah. And like I say, the comment would have ended. So it wasn't as if I was going to go, oh, I'm coming, but actually I'm going to go. Turns out that the comment got extended and I became full time anyway. Oh, nice. Um, like permanent for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have to go back to my old job. But that's when it sort of hit me a little bit more and I felt a bit bad then because it was like, oh, I've just started, but actually I'm going to go again. Yeah. Um but my manager's ace. She's so good. And she she just was so understanding and just was like, brilliant. Like, good for you. Congratulations kind of thing. So I know some places and some people can be made to feel a bit like, oh, you've just come back and you're going again. But I didn't experience that at all.
0: That's really positive to hear because I think friends of mine and actually I've been in situations where colleagues of mine have, have felt like that and have said that that's how their manager has reacted or... Maybe, maybe they've not been aware that they've reacted that way but you do you you are hyper aware and hypersensitive when you're yeah. pregnant aren't you so maybe Definitely. it is something you worry about but I know that that is a fear of mine and was a fear of mine at the time because nobody else did my job yeah and I was even panicking about having three weeks off after having baby because we didn't know it was better at the time yeah because no one else did my job and it was near the end of the academic year and I needed to get back to get the kids through those assessments to get them certified mm-hmm. to go to uni and it's just all this stuff that I was thinking about and putting pressure on myself that I probably really shouldn't have but no, no, I feel like we have come a bit a long way with equality and that kind of thing but there is still that pressure of leaving work to have a baby and feeling judged I don't know I felt that and I worked with women I worked with other women and I still mm-hmm. do um but yeah it's just a bit of a strength
1: think, yeah it definitely depends on your workplace I think and your work environment and your work situation because I think again it goes back to that timing thing isn't it there is no time like that is perfect to have a baby but we were saying you know before we started recording in some times in life you have to be selfish and so what you know so what that you've only been back for However, many months or so. What if you're not going to be able to finish those like assessments or whatever? You know, yes, you care and like you Mm. feel bad, but your happiness sometimes has to sort of overall. Life's too short, you know, Mm. to be miserable or to be pleasing everyone all the time. And I think think having kids, I've realized that that you've got to focus on you sometimes and like your family and your world and. If people I, think, right, then. I
0: also Go. think my, I've got a different mindset now if I were to have another because I feel like at that time my job and doing a good job and making sure everything was in place and where I needed to be was important to me was part of my identity whereas yeah. it still is to a, say, to a degree I still want to do a really good job i yeah. still really good yeah, yeah. students I look after but it's, my career is not the be-all and end-all. It doesn't consume yeah. me anymore the way it did.
1: Your focus uh, shifts, doesn't it? And I think you felt like something there as well. With, so with me um, and the previous job, so I was a local fundraising manager, I wanted to progress. You know, I wanted to be the next step. I wanted mm-hmm. to get higher and higher and higher. You know, your focus is your career because what else is what else is taking your focus I guess exactly. yeah. what yeah. else are you you know you can have hobbies or you can have whatever but I guess when you've got that focus you want to do the best you can within that within that industry and that job but then your shift change like you your mindset changes doesn't it when you have yeah. kids you're like yeah. actually I don't want to climb the ladder as quickly as that because as we've said before, they're only little ones. Yeah. And I am happy to put my career on hold for now because I'm happy within my role. And then eventually if I want to go into that, then fine. I mean, I completely respect and if people want to put their career, you know, continue their career once having a baby, great for that. Like that's that's what they want to do and and that's perfect for them. But for me, it was like, oh, I can take a bit of a backseat now because my focus now is, my kids a little bit, I guess.
0: Yeah, definitely. I completely get that. And I've, I was the, the girl who worked seven days a week, nine till nine, mm-hmm. worked here, there, and everywhere. Said yes, 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 yes. No problem. Yes, I can do that. yeah. And since I'm becoming a mum, mm-hmm. I've found so much gratification in saying no, no. That, mm-hmm. And was that easy
1: for you to do? No, you
0: struggle? I really struggled with that. And I have to sometimes stop and have a word with myself. I did it the other week and say, do you really want to do this? And if it's not an instant yes, then it's a no. So don't do it. It's not going to make you happy. Don't do it. Why why would you be doing something that you're not going to be happy about? So it took a long while for me to get there. But the first time I said no, when I would have normally have said yes on an impulse without even thinking about me, I felt like I felt like Amber within me gave Amber a high five. Like, well done. Nice. Like that's yeah. what I that's what I've been waiting for. Like, where has she been hiding? And I think the more the more I did that, the more I felt like I trusted myself.
1: Yeah, good feeling.
0: Yeah, I mean, it took a long, long time for me to get here, and I feel like at thirty one, I'm only just starting to discover who I really am. But I think that has been that is as a result of having a baby, losing yourself, definitely having to do something about finding myself again. Um, and career was everything to me. That was what I identified as, and career, aesthetics, where I lived, how big the house was, what car I drove, what I looked like. Like I got Botox all the time. Now I don't get any Botox. I used to have hair extensions. Now I don't have any hair extensions. Just things that I've realised. Like it doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter. No one yeah. cares. Yeah. At the time, I thought people cared, and if I think about if someone else gets Botox, I couldn't give a flying fuck. Nice. So no one cares about whether I get it. So what am anyway. I doing it for? So yeah, I'm not do it anymore. So yeah. it's been a full, a full, full 360 of of who I am and everything and I think it's been a great journey to go on. Yeah. It's not been easy. Um but I think the more I've said no and the more I've actually done what I want to do. Yeah. The the easier it becomes every yeah. time. Yeah. And I set myself up. And even even with launching this podcast, I talked about it and on and on about it and i have gone back and forth. I said to my husband, oh, I just really want to start a podcast because I feel like I need to talk to people because I've got no idea what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm doing a good job, I'm doing a bad job. I don't really know what the answer is with this. And I'm part of a group chat with other mums and I just, I'm like a silent, silent listener. So when the more experienced mums give tips, I star all the messages so that I can go back to it because I forget <laughs> half of the stuff anyway. But I just said to my husband, like, if I'm struggling, and I think Bella's quite a good kid. She's not. She's not a. She's not a bad kid. But at times I go, like, she's still a child. She still goes through every phase that every kid goes through. Yeah, definitely. And I necessarily haven't necessarily struggled with postnatal depression, but I know I've had really down times. If I'm going through that and I need help, then what? What are everyone else going through? Yeah. Yeah, and that's bad. why. That's why I just said, do you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. Like I, I, that first time I released that first episode, I cannot tell you how much I was shitting myself. And I, am quite a confident person. So my job, everything to do with the performing arts that I've done for years. I like public speaking. I like getting up. I like hosting, yeah. um, open days. I like all that. I enjoy it, but I have never been so terrified in all my life but I think when it was then out there I then thought relax Amber because you've put it out as you and you've not you've not tried to edit it you've not sat
1: and scripted it you've just put it out there as you yeah definitely and I think the and one more- person listens then great right? and if 100 people listen do you know if you're doing it for you at the end of the day and and hopefully helping others along the way which is what you want you know just me having a chat with you is helping me you know with it all because you do you just and I think you get so so that's again difference your first and second you know first you are worried about everything are they breathing you know you could literally put them down and just double check that they're breathing leave the room just for 30 seconds come back are they still breathing or they make a funny noise or what was that noise or you know everything you worry about Second time around, you don't have those worries. You can yes. enjoy like a lot more. You know, I was doing baby classes with Hugo every bloody day because I felt like I should. And I felt like Hugo needed it. He didn't need it. He ain't got clue. Like, he do not know <laughs> that he went into this bop and the, that yeah. thing. You know, he had no idea that he went, you know. And I guess at that time, I needed those things because I wanted to make friends with other mums or whatever. But and this time around, I've not, you know, she's she's not done any baby. She's done a toddler class because on a Friday I have them both and I need to entertain Hugo. So sometimes you'll go to a toddler class and Marnie will join along. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel guilty about that. Yes. I don't feel bad that some days I want to watch this morning and then I want to watch Loose Women, you know. Mm-hmm. I will do that and have a cup of tea and a, some biscuits, you know. And I'm I'm not having to... Be here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Um, doing what we should be doing.
0: Yeah.
1: I think you do get that, don't you? So I saw something on Instagram the other day. You know, of a mum. It was a picture of a, you know, an image. One picture of a mum pushing a pram. This is what you see. But actually, the next picture was like how she got there, mm-hmm. or what she got, what she had to do to get there. And and mm-hmm. you just think, yeah, you, you, people don't know until they're in it or they've been yeah. through. It. Yeah. And then they can offer you advice and you go, that person said something completely different to that person. And and sometimes you just think the best advice I'm going to take is to not listen to anyone's advice because
0: yeah.
1: I'm going to do it our way. And if our way is different to your way and our way works for us, perfect. And if your way works for you, perfect. I will listen to people who are experiencing things at the same sort of time Mm. And see what they did to see actually maybe that might help. But at the end of the day, if it works for you, you've got to do that, haven't you?
0: Absolutely. And I think the the longer you are a parent, the more apparent that becomes as well. Yeah. And you do yeah. get to the point of going, oh, "It is what it is. This is what this works for us." Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I say Bye all the time battle. now, all the time now with Bella, pick your battles, Amber, because yeah. is it worth it? No, it's not. Is she happy? Yes, is she? Yeah, a lot of the time it's over what she's eating and what she because she knows where the chocolate is in the cupboard, so she's a little monster. And a lot of time I just go picky battles, it's not really yeah. the end of the world. Like, you know what I mean? Am I gonna yeah. keep her happier rather than a screaming tantrum over
1: it, isn't it?
0: Over something, it's nice. button.
1: yeah, it's really and not half the time you're telling them no or to stop something for so like ease of yourself I, like you know Hugo could be like playing with the peg baskets and decides that he's going to empty all the pegs out and you go why have you done that and then you think do you know what why has he done that actually it's not hurting anyone to do that but <laughs> actually, well it's going to be me that has to pick up up. Like, the- yeah, you know? and how many times have I had to pick up the pegs you know and but sometimes you just go no it's fine you know when you breathe through it don't you or mm. like I can walk into a room and Hugo go, "No." stop and I'm like I've walked into a room like the same room that you're in why can why can I not walk into this room and sometimes I'll go I'll question him and other times I'll just like I'll leave then and I just walk around because I just at that time obviously he doesn't want me in their room no. so I'm gonna I go and have some time for myself for five minutes but yeah yeah, yeah you de- second you definitely are a lot more relaxed and and you don't care what people think yeah um and you don't feel like you have to be the perfect like mom effectively yeah, yeah yeah um, I read a I read a statistic
0: about uh like a, a lifelong research study that took place and they did it with the same group of people from the age of 16 until they died and well- yeah, eighty-five percent of people said if they could have their lifespan over, they would not take into consideration what other people think of them because it is completely irrelevant. And that was oh, the gosh. top thing that was listed on their deathbed. Wow. Nobody, nobody cares what, you're like, what other people think about you is is irrelevant. It yeah, doesn't matter. You you create an idea of what you think other people will think of you, and it's not the truth. No, so, no. Their top, their bait essentially was just don't care what other people think because nobody really cares. Yeah, you're
1: right. <laughs> um, yeah, that helped
0: me a lot. I was like, God, if people are saying that on their deathbed, what is, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah while we were in, yeah, yeah. And I had a big, a big epiphany of, and I know it's obviously it's common sense, but I think it is as time goes so fast when you have children. Like I cannot believe. In three and a half weeks time, Bella is two. Like, I I can't get my head around that. And I think, the more I think about it, I kept saying to my husband, I can't get the day back. I can't get my time back. And he was like, no, I know, Amber. but I was like, no, no, I can never redo today ever again. Yeah, so yeah. what am I, what am I doing? Like, I need to do today for me and for us. I need to start being. I don't like to use the word authentic because I feel like it gets thrown around
1: too frivolously
0: but i need to start doing things for us that i want to do and that we want to do because we can't get back and then when i actually sit and think about it i get really really like oh my god like and i can catastrophize in my head but i think that that all that bigger picture and that that bigger scope of of life does
1: come into play when you have a child because it's not just you anymore yeah, definitely. And like we've said, like, it just goes so quick. Like, when when Hugh, so Hugo turned to in February, we were both like, how is he too? Like, how? And, like, we look at Marnie and we go, it doesn't feel like she's never not been here. You know, she's yeah. three and a half months. But where has those three and a half months gone? They feel like forever. But actually, at the same time, it, it doesn't. It, we've definitely blinked and they've gone. Yeah. You know, they're only little ones, aren't they? And you keep seeing them on, like, Instagram being like you know you've probably seen it about the tiny fingerprints and you know yeah. this and that and you go yeah. god yeah and like yeah. in that moment when they're kicking off because they've used the you've used the blue bowl and not the yellow bowl you want to just scream mm-hmm. and it sounds daft but you can't because you can't enjoy every moment be- and that sounds really like lucky like I but don't you, like you can't that. you can't
0: all the time can you? no
1: but it is almost like a I feel bad for feeling bad sometimes like I feel bad that I've like just gone oh just use the blue bowl it's (laughs) fine and like snapped a little bit at him because you know I'm tired and whatever but they're never going to remember that but you know you want to take it all in and everything like that but at the same time you can't (laughs) I know life's still happening isn't it
0: yeah 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 definitely um, okay, we've got a closing tradition. Two things. Okay. They kind of feed into one another, but what is one thing you wish you knew about parenting before you became a parent?
1: Mm. One thing I wish I knew about parent- Like I knew it was going to be hard and I knew it was going to be tiring. Mm. I didn't know how tiring. No, what is not? It's not tiring. It's you don't get, like I said, but like the beginning you lose yourself don't you like you don't get you time yeah and and I got that back and then it, it's kind of gone again you know Marnie completely relies on me at the moment because I'm breastfeeding you know and and so I can't just go out yeah and I think you know that a little bit but you don't know to the extent yeah uh, I- and I think it's harder for the mum yeah. You know, even if I wasn't breastfeeding, I think it would still be very difficult on the mum to just go out. Um, so I think that, you know, that they are literally, they are you, aren't they? They are yeah. just an extension of you. um, Which is so lovely, but I think at the same time, it's tough, that part.
0: Yeah. I think back to when I was pregnant, and sitting on the couch watching a documentary and thinking about when the baby will be here. And I look, I can literally see myself in that moment and think, you've got no idea. You have got no idea. But at the same time, you you can't even comprehend it when you are exactly. before you have a child. You can't even. You can't. No. no.
1: Things are so weak, like you just said then sitting on the sofa and watching something like, Oh my gosh. You know, it's, it's not, you can't do that now. You know, in daytime or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm lucky. Obviously, I'm on my telephone to leave again, but my husband, for example, he will start work at eight and I'll take Hugo to nursery on a nursery day. Come home five o'clock. He's made the tea. You know, we're then eating. We've then got to bath him, put him to bed. Then we're having our tea. And it's sort of half eight, nine o'clock by the time you sit down. Yeah, and you don't realize how much time you've got when you've got no kids. I know. You've got time if you want to go and have a little nap in, like, on a Sunday afternoon. You can have a little nap on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Now, no chance, yeah. not a chance. So I think, yeah, t- I took time for granted, I guess. Yeah, um,
0: the, I think it's that ability to just do as you please as well. Yeah, you just don't have that anymore. Do you like I? used to go to the gym every day i don't i i don't (laughs) end the story i don't anymore because i don't have that in, yeah and the time that i could use to go to the gym sometimes i just want to sit on the couch yeah and have a cup of tea and close my eyes and just take a minute yeah rather than go to the gym for 45 minutes
1: you're right Yeah. yeah
0: Yeah. I think that's been a big thing for me as well. Sorry to digress slightly, but I don't know. obviously you knew me when I was when I was bigger and when I would lost weight because of uni. Yeah. I think that that's has
1: incredible, been incredible, by the way. Like but, you but... came back like the next year, <laughs> and it was like you were like a third of the like it was man- mental that yeah mental. Uh, but I think that was probably the biggest revelation
0: for me about not caring what people think even though I have now lost the weight that I put on when I had Bella, like I can hand on heart for the first time in my life say, I don't care. Like I don't care what people think about me. I don't care about my body in that way anymore. I'm healthy. I can do what I need to do. I can do my job. I've still got cellulite. right. I've still got stretch marks. I am the way that I am. End of. Like I just don't care anymore. And if, I... I honestly didn't think I'd ever get to this point about my body. More so also about the external factors. I thought I would probably get there, but about my body, considering it was so all consuming for me, I never thought I'd get here. And I think you do have a different level of respect for your body after a baby. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean it's easier to love it, because I think it, it can be hard if you've struggled with your, with your body image in the past, because it, it changes so rapidly and then changes not so rapidly for me, but because everyone kept telling me, Amber, you'll bounce back. You know, you do so much at the gym, blah, blah, blah. You've got a practical job. Your husband's a PT. You'll bounce back. You'll bounce back. And then I never, and I hit the floor and I was an absolute mess.
1: I think and that- That bounce back, isn't it? That that bounce back saying. It should be, uh,
0: it should be an offence to say that to a pregnant woman. And I think even if you have had a healthy lifestyle before you've got pregnant, there is no guarantee that you will bounce back. It it's not even a factor. Like it's literally nothing to do with how you've lived your life. I had to work really hard and still do to remain a healthy weight. I'm not naturally yeah, a, yeah. a health I'm not naturally a slim slimmer build than what than than most. I have to work really hard at it. I had to go to the gym seven days a week to keep up with it. I have to. Yeah. yeah. So taking that out of the equation and because I'd done that, me expecting to bounce back because everyone kept telling me I would, it was just, mm. I, I, I never voiced it. I never voiced it out loud, but it was an internal turmoil for me. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this is just me now. This is just what I look like. And then it got to Bella's first birthday and I felt like I was in the right headspace to do something for me again. And for me, it meant losing the weight to become a healthier person. It really wasn't about losing the baby weight, getting back to pre-baby, getting back in your genes. That that really wasn't part of it. Um, I don't think we talk about that enough, to be honest, either, either.
1: No, no, I think it's hard. It's been hard the second time around for me to to get back. Um, with you guys, I sort of was back quite quickly.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: this time around, not so much. But then I love the chocolate, so that's probably why. Yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I get, get mini eggs every day. I need three hundred to five
1: hundred extra calories a day because I'm breastfeeding, so I will eat mini eggs daily. Yeah, because I can get. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Again, I don't care yeah and that, that's the thing like if i want to eat mini eggs yeah. and maybe my t- my tum's not going to be like as thinner than it was before and what yeah i know who am i doing that for who like i'm happy I, although i am drinking two liters of water a day because my skin to- is awful so i'm like come on hydration is key yeah, my
0: skin is awful at the minute. And to be honest, I don't drink anywhere near enough water.
1: It's, it's hard. But I've been doing it four days now, Amber, and I'm not glowing. Like, my face is not <laughs> perfect. So. What's going on? <laughs> You'll get there. You'll <laughs> get there.
0: I'm, I'm still it. Um, what is your top
1: tip to parents to be? Don't sweat the small stuff. And okay. don't care what people think as we have talked about a lot you know do what works for you and your baby and your family because at the end of the day that's what matters to you guys because that's what you're doing it for aren't you you're doing it for you and your family so do what matters for you and sod what everyone else thinks
0: yeah your fingers to them (laughs) exactly
1: yeah and enjoy it while you can like I know that's really oh that's I hate that and if I was listening to that I'd have hated that but this time around I've realized how quick it is going yeah yeah but only enjoy the moments you can enjoy obviously I'm not telling you when to enjoy when they're having a fit or they're not sleeping or you know they're screaming down your ear because they can't sleep you know all that you don't need to enjoy yeah
0: because
1: you can't enjoy everything No, no you can't when the good times are good, it's great. Yeah. When the bad times are bad, it's hell. Yeah. But not try and enjoy the good times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wonderful. Polly, thank you very much, Ian. So wonderful. I'm so open. Um, and I think we should do this again. And next time I'll come to you in
1: person because you're not that far away from me now. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll talk again, definitely. And uh, we'll have a packet of biscuits on the sofa with a cup of tea. Yeah, I love that. (gasps) Thank you, my love. Thank you very much for having me.